Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight on Doc, on the Doctor Who After Show on AfterBuzz TV, we dive into what is easily the trippiest episode of Doctor Who in a while. But not just talking about Grace and Graham and Granddad, all that stuff as we dig deep into another universe, which is apparently dirty in this one. It's the Doctor Who After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey there, Whovians. Welcome back to Doctor Who on AfterBuzz TV. Hey, everybody. I want to put this shot on Dave. Put this shot on Dave, and Dave, don't dare stop making that face. Suck. All right, that's enough. With that noise, stop. I call no, this cut the, the music. seven Cut grannies. the music at that. That's my that's my dance move. The seven seven grannies. grannies. Yep. Uh, well, we're gonna talk about uh, amongst that. Like that is absolutely something we're gonna talk about. Time lords apparently can have at least maybe more seven grandparents. Yep. Uh, we're gonna dive into the logic of that. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, the solid track. And everything that that means, this weird breakup thing that the Doctor does with another, an entire other universe, which I had to, in the intro, and it was like, as I was saying, like, oh, if we go into, deep into a universe, but it's a, yeah. it's a conscious being of a, a universe, universe, that's real dirty. <laughs> oh, inside. that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant like the in between universe was like, yeah, it was a cave, I guess. It was no, dirty. it's. <laughs> it was a cave. All right. Let's, you can dirty. fade the music out. I feel bad making dirty <laughs> jokes over Dr. Who music. I just thought it was like, yeah, it's a dirty cave. Uh, no. I'm an innocent just, boy. The only dirty per- thing here is me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, internet. All right, um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about uh, Graham and everything that he had to deal with, like seeing Grace again in yeah. this episode. Um, right, like, who are we? I'm Zach Wilson. <laughs> I'm Zia Anderson. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Dave Child. Hi, we're here talking about all the grannies and the dirty universes. Um, Adrian Snow, unfortunately, could not be here with us, but you can uh, tweet at her to get her thoughts on the episode at Miss Adrian Snow on Twitter. Uh, see you soon, Adrian. Um, for next week's finale, it's already oh this is the penultimate episode of the That's season. Crazy, which it feels like we just started. Has it been ten weeks? It's been nine. This is this, this is is week nine. Night, yeah. oh. This is week That's nine. Um, no. We have two more episodes. Well, technically one more episode this year, and then one more. Special. What is technically next year New on the first special of January? Whatever. I'm just kidding. I'm so but excited to watch it. I want to know <laughs> what you guys thought of this episode because this was a very weird episode. Like in a, in a bunch of ways, 
uh, where like I, there's stuff that I've I, they were trying some really interesting things and some stuff some of it really landed for me and some yeah. of it I'm like I don't know what I just watched um, so Dave you're you're like literally mouth agape right now well, so I want to go to you first I just feel like it was it was a fun episode it was nice to see them do a trippy episode we haven't seen a trippy episode in a while and I also like how it was such a fairy tale episode. I mean, last week we were guessing it was maybe going to be Hansel and Gretel E, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was uh, at points. Uh, and then, well, that you got like you there got was a, a track through the you got you, you're leaving your string, you're encountering like something and through a mirror. It was so fairy tale like, and a, and a quote unquote witch that wanted to eat you. Yes. It's a witch that wanted to eat you. I wonder yeah. if and this then also and also you also to but it was more than just Hansel Gretel. It was a bunch of different fairy tales because you get like Alice in Wonderland and you also get like the Frog Prince where where you get talking to the frog and trying to kiss the frog in order to become like a real person and and find your other but being rejected by the end of it. It was like a lot of fairy tale stuff in it, and I kind of like that. I did not pick up on that at all. Like, I see the yeah. Hansel and Gretel when when we say that. Like, I wonder if there was a version of this that was more direct to that. To, well, to I that, feel like it was analogy. purposely, like, nodding towards, um, towards a lot of, like, fairy tale aspects. Even to the point where the doctor says, this reminds me of a fairy tale my seven grannies told me. Yeah. You know, and I think the reason she said that was because... They're referencing fairy tales and it has a whole fairy tale feel and vibe going on, which is also why it's so trippy. A magic mirror as well. Yeah, magic yeah, mirror. a magic mirror. I mean, it ends up being a portal, but it still was that's true. Kind of a magic yeah, that, mirror. That's yeah. fair. There's a lot of fairy tale elements to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I was too caught up in the like sci-fi of it to like re- like, like it didn't even occur to me that we were watching a fairy tale. Yeah. Um, because there was a lot of sci-fi going on. That's how that. they. That's how they get you. Though. That's how they get you. That's how they trick you. <laughs> um, the, the sleight ch- of hand of Doctor Who and good sci-fi. The chat having some definitely interesting uh, back and forth about the frog. Yeah. Which isn't interesting. And we will, once we get to that section, we will discuss the frog yeah. pu- puppet. Frog is the best part of it, Love I it. felt. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into... Uh, I guess the, the the plot of this episode was sure. that fairy tale story of this alternate universe. The I kept trying to kept calling it syntax when we were no, saying, the, the solid, solid track. track. Solid. I had to write Which, it down. I mean, it does sound like a diet plan my mom had. You know, the diet solid pill. track. It's a <laughs> yeah, the diet pill. I don't know what to take. It's a it's a one leg version of the Norda track. Yeah, running thing or or like some sort of disease that you get in your intestines. <laughs> One of those. Um, but either oh, way, I'm the, sorry. You the, got a solid track. <laughs> so the solid track is an alternate is, is a universe that, or effectively a conscious universe that at the when our universe was formed, it, they existed in the same space. Yeah. But our universe couldn't truly become a universe until the solid track left it. It's the loneliest <laughs> universe. <laughs> One is the loneliest number. (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) I wanted to get it to just that point. Um, But yeah, that's sort of what this is. is It's a thing of, as the doctor puts it, like the the solid track could not 
exist with us and we could not exist with the solid track. And I'm wondering if it's because the solid track also is a consciousness. It's not just right. uh, like a, a dead universe, I guess. Not that you can call our universe a dead universe, but it's not, you know, it actually has a consciousness, so maybe it can't coexist. It has to exist on its own because it's too big. I was really trying to think about that. I was like, why? Maybe it's that the, the solid track takes up the space in the universe, whereas like our universe is mostly emptiness, yeah, mm. with little bits of matter here and there. Perhaps the solid track, in a sense, maybe doesn't exist as matter, but that consciousness takes up that space that would have been the universe, so it wasn't allowing things like planets or life forms or energy well, to flow. Yeah, I also felt like there was. I mean, she refers to it as someone would like chicken pox but like nuclear chicken pox that can infest the rest of it but I also thought that made me think what what's happening is anything that's in that universe becomes kind of a foreign body in that universe and has to be rejected like uh much the way if you put like some organs into people they reject those organs or if you have something go goes in and you don't clean it right there's an infection there's all these white like blood cells that rush to it so if it's a living organism if it's a thing then something can exist in that living thing without it being also part of that universe so that's what i was kind of gleaming from the whole thing so that's why it can't exist in our universe and our universe can't exist in it because our universe is not living and it's not part of the same thing it's not part of the same kind of body and also if the solid tracks can literally create whatever it wants it would be like changing actual reality if it was trying to create things in our universe. Yeah, or change as opposed things. to yeah. Right. I, I wonder if the the solid track mm. exists like with time. Yeah, right. Maybe it all. doesn't. Yeah, maybe there's no time there. That's also a really good point. It's kind of Q. It's kind of like they just they just went inside Q from Star Trek, and that's who <laughs> <laughs> that's who the solid track was. It's an interesting. Uh, device in this in this world. It's cool, you know. I, that's a it's a very unique, like for lack of a better term, like monster yeah. or villain, mm -hmm. like char or character. Even I've never. Oh, it did remind me a little. This story did remind me a little bit of a Futurama thing. Um, the in, when they were doing the the movies for that one for for a little while. The second one, mm. the Beast with a Billion Backs. Uh, is a being that lives alone in its other in its own universe and sees us from afar, but it can't come into our universe because our universe will kill it because right. of like they can't breathe in our our atmosphere. So Doctor it's, Who just stole from Futurama. So it starts a relationship <laughs> with our universe, yeah, and they have to break up at one point. It, it there were there are some interesting similarities. I'm not con accusing anyone of copying because it's so extremely different in how yeah. they approached it. It's just the idea of like a nut being of two universes being in love with each other. Right. Um and that was sort of the other thing that this episode did by the end of it and like speaking of, to like the fairy tale angle having a sort of moral that you're telling at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh I thought was really interesting that you that they they basically did a whole thing about breakups. 
Yeah. And like yeah, relationships, which, was... which came, almost felt like it came out of nowhere. But then when you actually take a step back and look at the episode, it totally fits with what, the, what oh, they were doing. It was all about relationships. It yeah. was about the relationship between Graham and Grace. And it was about the relationship mm. between Eric and his wife and the relationship between him and his daughter and him yeah. leaving his daughter to go be with his Dude, wife. Dude, Ryan was right. Ryan, How yeah. crazy was that? I kept thinking like as soon as Ryan brought up the you know your dad probably just left you i was like calm down ryan (laughs) calm don't bring up your baggage to this little girl i mean i don't think he like he'd be gone for what like three days yeah dude he still like abandoned his blind child and made up a a (laughs) mythical monster in the woods to keep her scared her that's I'm it. sorry That's to terrify her. That is awful. I literally, as soon as I saw his Slayer shirt, I got really excited because I was like, "Yeah, Slayer!" Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I hated him. Did you in the following conversation? Speaking of Slayer and kind of like, this, <laughs> okay. this is going in a Hard different run. direction than I expected. I don't know how many of. Have you, I don't think anyone has anyone seen Mandy. <laughs> I kept no. thinking of okay, so there's the new movie Mandy with Nicolas Cage. It's batshit insane. Oh, it's I've crazy. heard it's really you good. Said it's on Nicolas my list. Cage, so. Yeah, but it's uh, it, it, the imagery of this episode actually reminded me of Mandy a little bit. Interesting, because the the use of triangles and the use of like uh, the way that that attic that in the loft where the mirror was, and then how it transforms into this kind of negative space, yet the triangles remain. It's kind of this cool god image that was kind of going on with the triangles and the and the pyramid and the and all this like trippy images that has religious subtext without being on the nose by having like a cross and stuff. And I guess like the the use of a triangle reminded me of Mandy for some reason. I don't know why, but I think it was just the trippiness and the kind of the otherworldliness of it. Because uh, they had all the A frame. Yeah. Like rooms and all that. Yeah, the A-frame rooms they used and then reused and then like uh, the mirror aspect of it. And then when he when she's eventually talking to the frog version of the solid track, that's in the same room, but only the frames remain. Otherwise, it's like a white abyss. So they still kind of used it. Yeah. Uh, Lee Jen in the chat has a an interesting question. Yes. And I had this I had a similar question while this was all going on. Why didn't he try to bring his daughter back with him? Seriously, he realized he couldn't bring his wife, so why would he not? I had that exact same thought. Thank you for saying that. Why would you not bring your daughter? Well, because I... I mean, I think it was because he underestimated her and was kind of like, hey, she can't survive this going through this flesh moth kind of cave world. he could carry her. He could carry her. He could keep her safe. He could lead her. Yeah. They could do the string thing. I mean, there are a number of things I, you can do. I think do. he was being selfish, to be honest. Yes. I think he was kind of being just a dick. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. I, I hope in the end, you get kind of a sense he maybe learned his lesson. I hope so. But it is a little like, you at least get a very stern look from the doctor right at the end there. As soon as he reads what the doctor wrote on the wall, which was assume the dad's dead, find someone to take care of her. That's something that, like, it hits home for him. Yeah. And there is a moment where, and then a stern look from the doctor, I hope that's enough for him not to be a dick anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you got to think, like, he was probably a pretty good dad before this. It was just, like, he got real selfish at the idea that he could be with his wife again, and he just forgot 
that he had a kid that, yeah. that like needed him more. Also, so that was that was the thing. It's like I get the sense that it was just like this was a lapse yeah. for him, bad lapse. Well, also That's keep in mind, lapse. remember what Graham encountered when so- talking to Solitrack and talking to the Grace version of the Solitrack, where he needed to help Gra- Ryan. Mm-hmm. And go into that room, and she was like, "No, no, 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 no," because she didn't want him to leave. That's a good point. So maybe it was the solid track that was like, "She's got a freezer full of food; she'll be fine." Yeah, just fine. Right. She'll be fine. Like picking out just the right things to try to keep keep him, him there. there. And it was probably so. The difference between and this, I'm curious your guys' opinion on this. Like, it, do you think it can't come down to the difference of like? of uh, Graham's experience with after traveling and like seeing more more of the universe being more reasonable to be suspicious of these sort of more magical or alien happenings as opposed to Eric just thinking that he stumbled upon a magic world in essence that that made Graham question this more and made him more able to say no you're not Grace I Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think that a lot of it had to do with the doctor. Um, and a lot of it just had to do with, I think, more his connection with Grace. I would I would assume that traveling, definitely traveling with the doctor had maybe a small part. But I think it was more that he knew Grace so well that he knew that Grace would never say that. Would never tell him to, you know, leave Ryan to stay with her. And I think that when you can kind of feel how something's off, you know how... I keep wanting to call her Hannah. I know that's not her name. The daughter? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Han. Han. It's, yeah. Han. I don't Han. know. It's I don't... spelled H-A-N-N-E in my H-A-N-N-E. notes, but I actually don't know. Hani. I was yeah, trying Hanny. to figure out how they were saying it. Hani, Hani. Um, she could just sense that the solid track mother was not her actual mother. Yeah. And I think it's that same sort of feeling where you just kind of feel that something is off. You just kind of feel that something's not right. And I think that that just kind of solidified it for him, especially when you have such a deep connection with someone that you've been with for so long or, you know, you found and you really know that person kind of inside and out. I think personally for me, it just had more to do with that. Right. I mean, traveling with the doctor definitely had something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, what do you think? I also think it's like the doctor was trying to convince him not to and he follows the doctor and he kind of uh, follows the lead of the doctor. So when she's like, no, no, no. He's because at first he suspects this is too good to be true. Then he's kind of convinced that it might be true, and then the doctor keeps saying no, no, no. And it, it isn't until Grace is like, "Don't help Ryan." That like, yeah, it comes. Yeah. So oh, I that was definitely his. I mean, that was yeah. the like clear sign. But you're right that Graham, like, because I watched at least a, some of the episode. I was able to watch some of the episode a second time before we came in, mm-hmm. and uh, Graham is suspicious immediately. Yeah. There was no like, "Oh my god." You're here. How is this possible? It was immediate. Like, how are you here? Right. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, it was immediate suspicion, and he he had to be proved to, as opposed to prove that it wasn't her, which was Eric's problem. Eric was like, "No, it's her." And we have to now we have to prove to him that it's not. Right. It was the opposite with Graham. But in in line with that, I was surprised that Ryan was just so like. No, it's definitely a, a bad dad that, that ran away. It's not a monster <laughs> in the woods. I'm like, Ryan, you've encountered a lot right now, including some stuff we weren't even there for because they talk about stuff that's happened off screen. 
you don't just assume it is a monster in the woods by now. It's so. I, I mean, it's this. You're talking about his most deep psychological issues of. No, of, they weren't shoots and ladders. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, his shoots ladders. Ryan's problems with abandonment, especially from a father, mm-hmm. it just made him as suspicious of anybody in that role. And like that'll probably be, with any dad, that's like it'll be his like go to conclusion. Dad right. ran away. And I mean, what else is new? And he ended up being right. But I, I do tend to agree with you, Dave, just because I had the same thought. Like after everything you've seen, you're not even considering it. Yeah. Like, you can consider the fact that, yes, maybe the father did run out, but you could also consider the fact that it's an alien or a creature out there. It's not he was, completely out of the realm of possibility. He was being such a scully. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did really like the, the detail, like, because they're like, oh, like, he finds this beaker and everything, but they're like, there are these bear traps. And then when they find Eric and like, but what was the bear traps? Like. They're bears. We're, <laughs> we're we, bears. We're, we're staying in the woods in Got Norway. Yeah. I did think it was weird when he came back. It was like, oh, it must be true. Look at the bear traps. And I was like, oh, I don't know, buddy. I know. He's like, this isn't normal, even for Norway. And it's like, how do you know? Have no. you ever been to Norway? Also, I think bears are pretty normal in Norway. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go back and keep talking about the solid track, yeah. though, because I want to talk about... Like that end scene, especially, yeah. Because like we got all the stuff. Like clearly, like the, the it's it's dealing with a character that is lonely. It's as lonely not that easy being green. Oh, because the frog. I it's was a like, frog. It doesn't have. I was like, it doesn't have a color. What are you talking? About? Okay, the frog. The frog. Yes. Um. Let's let's talk about the frog. Yeah. Uh. So I, a lot of people in chat are asking like why the frog. Uh. Like. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for the like, uh, yeah. Billie Jean, uh, girl, twenty four. Ask why. So why do you think the alien turned into a frog? And this is sort of that contact thing, <laughs> a little bit instead of uh, what is for, it, Patrick Duffy or something, some uh, whatever it was. But <laughs> like the taking on a form that is pleasing or easy for you to comprehend. Because now, well, in this case, it was pleasing to the solid track. Yes, but it was a twofold thing. Like the solid yeah. track needed to create a physical form in order to communicate mm-hmm. with the doctor because that's because whatever mode of communication a conscious universe uses is not something that a a three-dimensional right. being even a four-dimensional being like the doctor mm-hmm. uh can really perceive i feel so, like yeah so yeah but so in this case I think it, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to throw my theory out there. Uh, it, it just comes down to the, the solid track had two, basically just two minds that it had pulled people from to represent. And that's um, Trina and Grace, mm-hmm. and uh, which via Eric and Graham. And I think Graham... Pro- Graham and Grace probably just have like way more interesting stuff in their lives. Yeah. And like... The the soundtrack said he really lived. It's like I just thought this was a cool. It basically, was like this cool. I like a frog. I yeah. I I do think they were just like whoa. What are frogs? I want to be a frog now. That is awesome. I'm gonna be a frog. <laughs> I think it was just a solid doing that. I can totally see that. I mean, if you're a conscious being that's alone all of the time and you have literal unlimited time on your hands, it's not even a thing. Then why wouldn't you? become everything that you want to be and then 
maybe you like some forms more than others. Yeah, I mean Trina, like and Eric, like they live in the they live in Norway. Like what are they what do they got up there? Moose? Bears. Fjords. You don't want to be a moose or a fjord. <laughs> or a bear. I Actually, I don't know. Being a bear would be kind of cool. Or a moose. moose somebody, cool. somebody in the chat earlier, and I don't, I don't know where it is. Was just like, I wonder if that was Slardy, one of Slardy Bartfast's fjords. And I thank you for that. Mm, nice Hitchhiker's Guide uh, fans yeah. know exactly why that's so pleasing. You love the um, But yeah, so the so what what did you guys think of this whole trippy frog scene? Uh, did you did you like it? Did you connect to it? Did it speak to you? Was it too was it too out there? I loved it. To me personally, I thought it was great. Just because I like this. So I've said before um, that my favorite episode of the season was um, I think it was the witch one. This is my new favorite. <laughs> this is my new favorite one of the whole season. Over the Punjab, the demons of Punjab. Yes, it's this one is so cool and so interesting and so different and I love the way they took it and I also love fairy tales so you're mm. just talking and I, so I like that whole aspect to, to it when they were walking through the cave I was getting I was trying to figure out what vibes I was getting and I was feeling kind of dark crystal vibes I got labyrinth labyrinth too yeah and so I really just I love the whole feeling of it so at the end just the kind of like I don't know it was almost whimsical and nonsensical like oh she's now talking to a freaking frog great so for me, I just thought it was really fun and it fit in. And yeah, that was actually a little bit sort of labyrinth talking yeah. to a frog. I wish Ribbons -like. didn't die so he can come back and be like, if you need us, <laughs> if you ever need us. <laughs> yeah, I, Ribbons, the moth. Labyrinth is uh, a good, is an interesting yeah, uh, pull for that. Because you also have to make a deal with someone who doesn't like, you know, you can't really trust. And to then lead you, you through. Yeah, and yeah. they try to trick you and then you get the better of them. That's all fairy tale stuff. Yes, and it was also, they were talking about how it was like a maze, which is very similar to a labyrinth. Yeah. Very good pull, Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know. I, was, I love the creepy balloon, and I love the flesh I love moths. the creepy balloon, yeah. Yeah, the creepy balloon had a very, like, Jim Henson vibe about yeah. it. Yes. Jim Henson's It or something. <laughs> Jim Henson's It. Oh, my God. Um, we all flutter down here. I, I felt like... I, I, I really like the end of this. I, I like this episode, because I felt like they didn't... It was nice to have one episode where they didn't try to do a big social commentary moment except for maybe the hey dads can be dicks sometimes and that you, you might want to accept the fact that your dad can be human and might not be stolen away from a monster might actually make a choice to be stolen away from a monster that's as close to a social commentary as they ever but got. that's like that you can say you can have real human moments without doing social commentary yeah which even is, like the most ridiculous even dinosaurs on a spaceship had some social commentary in yeah. there it was still dinosaurs on a spaceship. You can have like fun stuff with still has deeper meaning to, well, to it. Yeah, that's I, why I like this and, episode. Yeah, and that's and that's this episode hit some point like not even the dad stuff, but the breakup stuff. That mm -hmm. like the talk with the frog about the doctor, like we have to separate from each other so that we can both shine because we can't work together. Yeah, and like I heard like uh, I heard people's voices. Uh, in that speech that were not on the screen. Uh, Is it a little bit of flashback? So when yeah, you broke up with some frogs? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, no, I was You gotta break was, up with a lot of frogs before you reach that prince. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think I'm the frog in the in this scenario. Oh. Unfortunately. 
You just need to be kissed. You just yeah, you need to be kissed by the right princess. Uh, yeah. Not what I'm going after here, guys. But, but <laughs> oh, my, point, my point is, um, you brought it up, dude. My point is that the but that that speech like was it, this is again this is like sci-fi at its best for me is mm-hmm. when you have crazy like. Unique concepts of the how the universe functions, yeah. and like you're explaining it through weird pseudoscience that like kind of adds up in when you get to the end of it, uh, and like then you take something that is so real and human and simple that we've all been through that we all understand and fuse the two together, and that's what this was. The, the doctor was breaking up with the uh, the solid track, yeah. Uh, in well, essence, there and like the solid track was having to deal with the fact that it was going to be lonely. That's just that was the re- reality of the situation that it was going to have to deal with, even if it's because it's best for the two of them, right? Because right. staying to together would have been ca- would have been catastrophic for yeah. both of them. So it's like, do you stay in a bad relationship? And have it go down this rocky road until eventually it implodes, or do you separate and heal on your own? Right. And there be is, lonely. There is an aspect of that, though. I do have to say that felt a little bit tacked on because it didn't feel like it was the theme of the episode. Actually, someone in the chat brings up a good point. Chibi Gami twenty seven says, "I think I would have preferred them showing the rift between the father and daughter at the end in some form and conclude the episode with a willingness to repair their relationship and attempt to move forward rather than the loving embraces and kisses. That would have been more real and emotional for me, in my opinion." I kind of agree with that in a bit because that was yeah. that was the theme of the episode was actually a um a father and daughter relationship and then it ends with a breakup that seems more of you know two people in love with one another but they have to break up with one another if they wanted to do that then make it so it's maybe someone looking for their blind significant other or not blind but like or significant other who went missing and that's who they find in the end. Rather than a father, rather than a daughter looking for their father, it's someone looking for a loved one who they realize at the end they have to break up with that loved one, while at the same time the doctor is breaking up with the universe. That would have been a bit more balanced. It's a bit more writery. It's a bit, like, more, you know, too on the nose. But that's that's kind of where my mind tends to go, is I wish it was a bit more balanced in that way. I don't mind so much that they did that because I kind of like that they show the array of different emotion, uh, different emotions. I'm sorry, different relationships that there are. Just kind of touching upon family relationships. They touched upon Graham and um, Ryan's relationship. That was a really nice moment. Yeah. Um, they touched upon you know that sort of breakup theme. I just kind of like that they hit all the different points because it's not just about one kind of relationship. You can have relationships with different people, whether it's your family or friends or a romantic relationship. And I kind of like that they sort of hit all of those points. Just for me, I like that they did that. Right. And the one thing they could also kind of nod towards that they didn't really, but Ryan could nod to the fact that he maybe has to understand why his father couldn't be in his life because his father was a sort of toxic relationship that had to get removed from the situation himself. Mm -hmm. That would have been another, like, kind of nod that they could have done and could have had fun with, especially since they're building up this relationship with Ryan's father, who we have to meet by the end of the season. If not next next week, we're going to meet him in the special, I'm sure. 
Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that little teaser. Um, but let's let's uh, before we continue on with the show, um, let's just take a quick uh, detour, if you will, uh, and talk about how you guys can help us at AfterBuzz TV out real quick. Zia. Hey, AfterBuzzers. Our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. We have so many. Um, by subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional and you can turn them off. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and see what other AfterBuzz YouTube channels we have as well. Um, let us know you did so in the comments, and we'll thank you on air. For now, thank you for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. All right. Um, so the, so we got to talk about the, the, the more little uh, character moments in this episode. Um, the big one being Graham and... Uh, and Ryan Aww. and Ryan called him Grandpa oh, or what do you say, Granddad? Granddad. 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 That was such a nice moment. That, that made me so happy. Adorable, <laughs> so adorable. Cute. Uh, and you can tell how touched Graham is at that Aww. moment. Like he he's was like, so taken aback. He's gonna melt. <laughs> it was an emotional fist bump, even if he didn't get the real fist bump. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, an, an emotional we'll fist that. bump. We'll get we'll that get fist it. bump. We're gonna coin that now. Kinda, emotional <laughs> fist bump. I know that's good. I kind of forgot he didn't say granddad. To be honest, I felt like he, I thought he had said granddad by the end of the first episode. No, he very episode. specifically refused to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think okay. it was like that. Graham was like, "You can call me granddad." He's like, "I'm not doing that." Oh, right, it was a specific right. point that he okay. didn't want to, and he always called him Graham. But it, it was. And it was. I think he also like knowing what Graham had just dealt with. Yeah. And I assume the doctor, like while they were dealing with, like told Ryan like how he knew that it wasn't Grace. Right. Like, and you would have to be a stone-hearted, mm-hmm. like <laughs> dead inside yeah. person not to be moved by I that. I feel like he had to say like, "Oh, well, I'm either gonna have to fist bump him or call him." <laughs> Granddad. <laughs> We're not I'm gonna call him Granddad. Uh, I do also. I love Graham. Oh, I love Graham so much. But like, when he first meets Grace, and he says like, "Don't do this to me," but the yeah. first time he meets Grace, that was such good writing. That was mm-hmm. like the perfect thing for him to say, rather than like, "Oh my God, I can't believe Grace is back! Yay, I'm so happy." The fact that he's like he just doesn't believe it's true, and the fact that it's like don't no, that's the one face I don't want to see again because it's just gonna be too painful to lose you again. And he exactly. knows exactly. And that's what I was saying, like with like from traveling with the doctor, like he knows this is not what he wants it to be. It's just gonna be something painful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and that. So, uh, so now I, I want to make sure that we have time to uh, do some real heavy geeking out. For a moment, oh yeah, uh, because uh, because we haven't been doing that all. No, all we don't. We never do that. No, but this is this is extreme level because the doctor, it, while uh, she's talking oh, about right. her like uh, the fairy tale and how she knows what the the track is and all that, drops this thing that this idea that she had. Seven gra- so it was seven, seven grannies. Seven gram seven, seven grannies seven and granny number five was the one that told her the story. Yeah. Even though granny number five also said that granny number two <laughs> was a, a secret spy. For the Zygons. <laughs> For the Zygons. It's a nice little reference that there. Was a good oh, Zygons. I like that. 
Um, I do have to say, while that's silly and funny, it it follows the reoccurring theme of bringing up the Doctor's family. That keeps that tends to happen, and the theme of family is brought up once again in this episode in several different ways. But I I think we it might be a sidelong kind of reference to the endless child or the timeless child maybe maybe but like so so how what are the logistics of time lord society that you have as many as 14 grandparents depending on how these even family relationships are set up because they well they reference like a mother and father so Uh like i assumed based on previous conversations about time lord society that they had a similar at least semi-monogamous like relationship like that where at least like you were in a family unit with two parents and a child and then like how that all interacts like we've just never really seen well why are you but assuming what, monogamy i i was assuming based i was assuming based on the way that everything had been discussed up uh-huh, to this point uh-huh. but clearly that's way off base because how did we get to seven grandmas well do you think that she's talking about each regeneration as a different grandma no no you think it's just that like one, seven separate grandmas that was my initial thought but you don't have new parents every time you regenerate well unless unless your grandma's Regenerate, and so they become new grandmas. But I don't think that is it. <laughs> I think it could be as simple as grandpa divorced <laughs> six times and then got married seven <laughs> times. You know, it could Could be as easy as that. And then you have like a relationship with seven grandmas, or you could be, you could have. It there could, could be, be a polyamorous, polyamorous yeah. or it could be on one side. Like mom, mom was raised by two moms, so that's two yeah. grandmas right there. Yeah, um, it could be something like that. But seven is a big number. Seven. So that's why I'm wondering if the, that's like I'm, I'm interested as as a fan of this show and as somebody who loves this deep lore stuff. Like if I, there is a part of time, <laughs> Chibnall, you gotta give me something. Like no, don't Chibnall, because I think this was this was made. To drill into the minds of the people that love the deep lore and like plant this weird little seed and be like, how can you, how can you have seven grandmas? I, I love, it's the, it's the greatest number to choose because it's not, it's hard to reason. And if you're going to F with like deep lore fans of Doctor Who, Bringing up seven, <laughs> the fact that the doctor had seven grandmas is the perfect way to f with them, and I love, I love that. I think keep doing that. Yeah, it doesn't like break any other like no, lore, so it's totally fine. But I'm, it makes me so curious. Yes. Yeah, and like, we, and the doctor is a grandfather or grandmother. It dep- it's confusing because Depends. the time when uh, he had a granddaughter was. To, to to her thousands of years ago, right? Um, but so now and that she, could be, and he, and the doctor could be one of seven grandparents of that granddaughter from like a long time ago. For all we know, that could be other ones. But eventually, she in whatever regeneration <laughs> will wind up like going through time back, like to when Susan is there. Yeah, granddaughter Susan is is there. So like. Will she have to confront Susan? Please confront Susan. I want that so bad. Um, like, I just want that whole sequence of, like, the doctor running into Susan. And, yeah. oh, my God, if it was this doctor, it would be phenomenal. Because Susan would be like, hold on a moment. Well, then again, she's a time lord. So she right. would be totally be like, oh, this is interesting. It would be normal. 
<laughs> anyway. Deep lore. Deep lore. Uh, real, I, real quick. Yeah. D- Dave, finish your thought. I, well, I wanted to bring up something in the chat that, that was brought okay, up a little while up. ago. Uh, and this is something we mentioned in, in a previous episode that someone in the chat mentioned that they thought Gaz was, again, kind of not used very well in this episode. And I think they tried a little bit. I could see them trying and the fact that she's able to talk to kids better than Ryan can and has has some training in kids. That was kind of nice, but I do feel like they still need to work on, like, yes. Yes, when she does have things to do, she has a very clear point of view that yeah. I can, like, that is infused into every line and every action that she takes. And that is, so I, I understand her character. But you're right that we haven't done yeah, a lot of character I, development with her. Well, and I noticed, too, they do, like, I find myself really loving Graham. I find myself really actually liking Ryan. And I find Me myself, too. like, um, very focused on their relationship and kind of like watching that story unfold that Yaz kind of gets left on the side yeah, and she just gets kind of left out and that's where I'm wondering if it's because maybe having three friends or three companions whatever you want to call it isn't working out or it's just they didn't quite develop her character enough three is a lot and they've had and this is this is why last week I was saying like I I miss serialized storytelling a Mm -hmm. little bit because you can it's easier to do a little bit of that when you're not setting up new worlds and new monsters every week you have more time to play with character development right in the interest of time I want to do a real quick version a mini version of who's who on who who's on you yeah who 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 all right. Um, uh, I'm just going to focus on one person this week. Uh, we can talk about writers. We can talk about uh, some of the other actors. But I want to talk about Ellie Walwork, who played uh, Hani, uh, or yeah. Han in this episode, uh, who is an, an actually blind actress. That's amazing. Who yeah. they got for this part. And that's that's great casting. Because a lot of times yeah. with people who with, with disabilities or handicaps, you get somebody to fill in. It's been a it's bit I've seen a lot of issues with this, especially with amputee characters. Well, I've um, seen this especially with blind characters. I don't think I've ever actually seen a blind actor play a blind character. I've seen deaf actors play deaf characters. I've seen amputee actors play amputee actor like characters. But this is uh this is the first time I've seen a blind actor on on screen, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. She did a she did a fantastic job. This is her yeah, first real great. like breakout role, and I I think I I look forward to seeing her in more yeah. content going forward. I'm sure that this will lead to more things. For I her hope so. Yeah. I to hope work so. in. Um, so real qu- so keep moving uh, as we got to wrap up in a minute. Let's get into some predictions Your for next week's TV predictions finale. It's dark. It's twisted. The one thing that I'll focus on real quick while you guys think is. In that little teaser trailer, the doctor said, "I know that voice, and I think this will be our fi- our finally we'll get like some kind of recognizable character yeah. in some form because we haven't done it all season, but I think you gotta do it unless it's Tim Shaw. Unless uh, <laughs> we're bringing oh, back that Tim would be no. so disappointing if it was Tim Shaw. I immediately thought Billy Piper because I kept seeing rumors and they're probably not valid at no. all. I don't think we're going that far. Probably it would be not, something to the extent of the master or a Dalek. a Dalek, like some some villain that the do- that is like a new iteration. It still has to, Chibnall's very clear that he wants 
the new fans to be it, this to be accessible to fans of yeah. all levels. So it it can't be something too deep cut. It has to be something that can be easily explained and introduced. My guess is it might be a Dalek because I think it would be nice to introduce Daleks to new fans. That's my board. They like did that. say there's no Daleks this season, but I would love the uh, misdirect. Yes. I also think that we're going to see, uh, right as we wrap, I also think we're going to see Ryan's dad either next week or in the special. It's got to happen. And the fist bump. And the Let's fist not bump? About I think I think dad's, I think dad's coming in the New Year special. Okay. Okay. I think that's a, the perfect place for a family type of episode. Yeah. Um, I think next week, which is the episode, is called The Battle of... Of something. It's a lot of F. That's not loading. The Battle of Ranksor of Kolos. So we're going alien, guys. It runs off your tongue. Um, It's easy to say tongue. I'm very excited for next week's episode. Uh, I'm like, I can't believe the finale is already here. But I'm sure it's it's bound to be a big episode with uh, nine distress calls that they have to go uh, to on this one planet. So, we'll all see you next week for that finale. Uh, can't believe it's here! I, I keep saying it. But until then, I've been your host, Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Also, be sure to check me out on Thursdays at 1pm on Marvel Movie News on our sister network, The Popcorn Talk. We've got some big stuff to talk about with Daredevil going away, as well as a new Captain Marvel trailer dropping this week. So tune in 1pm Thursdays on Popcorn Talk. Dave. I'm Dave Child. You can find me at MRDaveChild on the Twitters and the Instagram and DaveChild.com because I am Dave Child. Zia. <laughs> and I'm Zia Anderson. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's X-I-A underscore land. And in just a few moments, I'll be going over to Marvel TV Weekly, where we will be interviewing Mark Hughes, who is um, a contributor for, um, my brain is completely blanking on me, Forbes. Forbes thank you very much. <laughs> Wrote an article about Daredevil cancellation. So f- stick around if you have the 10. All right, guys. This has been the Doctor Who After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 